0: Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes podcast, hosted by 40-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 With Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. When it comes to success in network marketing, who better to learn from than leaders who have actually done it? Listen as Richard interviews top leaders and gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how they did it you'll get incredible tips and duplicable actions you can do right now to build your own four-year career. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's easy-to-use tools that will help propel your network marketing business to the next level at blissbusiness.com.
1: Everybody, Richard Brook here. Welcome to another hero call where we go out into the network marketing community and we find somebody with high integrity, high ethics, uh, a great vision, somebody that has, has chosen to build in an extraordinary company, one that has proven they're here, they're here for the long haul, And they've gone about building a network marketing uh, asset income in the way that you could all aspire to do it, by choosing a company that's here for the long haul and choosing to build in a way that, you know, leaves the network marketing community better off than we all found it. And we found one of these people, and I'm so excited to interview her because she's uh, a great exception to most of the people that we interview on these hero calls. Um, And so I think she's going to resonate with so, so many of you. So first of all, our guest today is a a member of the Baby Boomers. And, you know, I'm a member of that group. I'm 62, and I, you know – we've been talking about baby boomers for seems like you know 20 or 30 years and when we first started talking about baby boomers I think we all kind of felt like babies you know we were like the millennials we were the new kids on the block and now when you talk about baby boomers (laughs) we're we're working on the back half of things and we oftentimes feel left out like we don't matter because we're not cool and hip like those millennials but um there's some real, real advantages to learning how to talk to uh, baby boomers in the marketplace because more than anyone, they are super clear about what's coming at them like a runaway freight train. And, you know, that's retirement and the golden years and financial security. And they have a lot of experience knowing whether or not they're prepared for it as usual. We have to tell you that on these hero calls, we are seeking out the extraordinary of the extraordinary in network marketing. You know, people ask me all the time. You know, well, what does the average person in network marketing earn? And that answer is really simple: nothing. The average people, you know, they just don't have the vision. They don't have the motivation. They don't learn to figure out how the work is worth it. And so they just try, and what trying looks like is, you know, they talk to a few people, and if a few people say yes, then they try some more, and you know, they really only do the work as long as they're getting immediate results. And so, because this is the people business, uh, and it is business in itself, it's not always easy, it always doesn't, doesn't always go your way, and so when people start saying no, or maybe somebody quits, Uh, The average person then ends up quitting too. The extraordinary people, the people that we're looking for in the Hero Calls are people that have learned to manage their motivation so that they're motivated based on their long-range vision, not what somebody does today in front of them, whether a prospect says yes or whether the latest person they enrolled does really well in the business. Um, they're always focused on the long-term vision, and that's what keeps them motivated. And and I'm so especially excited about uh, today's guest because of her pace of play. So if you have studied any of these hero calls, you know what I give you as the formula for building out a successful four-year career, you know, which might take you three years or it might take you seven years. But there's no real magic in four um, but the pace of play that I like to teach people is, look, if you want to get something built in four or five years that will pay you whether you're driving it anymore or not, you got to be personally enrolling three or four people a month. And you got to do that until your team runs away from you, until your team, like, catches stride, until you get liftoff, until you get your car over the hill, and geometric progressions start working for you. you got to work until geometric progression start working for you. And the pace of play is, you know, somewhere between 12 and 24 months that three or four people personally enrolled. And of course, that's just a plan. And the reason I, I was so excited to interview today's guest is she took a modified plan. She took a slower pace of play. But the magic is in how consistent she has been year after year with this slower pace of play, she's made it work. She's made it work in a way that I know many of you will look at it and say, wow, I can do that. And that is the, the intention of these hero calls is to inspire those of you that are listening to declare, I can do that. Because once you declare that, then you get an action. And if you keep declaring it every day and every week and every month, eventually you're gonna build out your own four-year career. So today, who we have to talk to is Judy O'Higgins from Send Out Cards. I've known Judy for years, I've watched her for years. She is an extraordinary leader, super ethical, has has picked one of my favorite network marketing companies in the world to build in, and today she's gonna tell us how she did it.
2: You hear Judy? I am here, Richard. Thank you so much for asking me to be on this call. You're welcome. So hey, let's get
1: started. Tell us your story. And so the first thing I want to want you to tell people is just tell them a little bit about you. Where do you live? Tell us about your family. Uh, what did you do before network marketing? And then lead into that really important question. Who was the first person to introduce you to network marketing and how did they do it?
2: OK. Well, I live in Arizona. Have for thirty years, and my background is counseling. I have been a professional counselor for ever, seemed like, and I always thought that was going to be my career, and I was going to retire with that and live happily ever after. And Judy, somewhere... tell us,
1: Judy, tell us, what do you mean by counselor? Is that
2: okay. like a school counselor, or no, is that a no, no, youth no. At risk counselor? Um, No, I have a master's degree in social work, and um, I started out working in for about 10 years in alcohol and drug, those 30-day rehab programs, and I loved that, but I got a little burned out on that, and there's actually a story behind that uh, of the last one I worked at. Closed after promising us our jobs were totally secure, and that 's when I made the decision I was never going to work for anybody else again, so that's part of my story um, however Love I, that. yeah um, I originally heard about network marketing when I was about just a little over fifty and When I finally understood the concept after listening to some tapes, back in the old days we had tapes, right, Um, I thought, you know what, this makes sense. This is brilliant. I love this model because I can't make it by myself. I can't succeed unless I help a bunch of others succeed. Now you have to understand, Richard, that I'm the helper personality. I'm the one that went into counseling wants to make the world a better place, all that good stuff. So when I got it, that network marketing is about helping a bunch of other people, and by doing that, it was going to help me, and we would all rise up together. When I got that part, I was like, this is great. I want to do it. So I first signed up with, uh, do you want the name of the company? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, tell us who.
2: Okay. Uh, This was a girlfriend of mine who was also in counseling, um, a friend of mine that I'd known for years in San Diego. And um, I was there on vacation. She introduced me to this company, and she gave me these tapes. And I listened. I didn't get it at first, but I listened to the tapes on the drive home from San Diego to Arizona. By the time I got home, I got it. And I was excited, so I signed up.
1: Okay, stop for a second, Judy. Um so do you remember the name of these tapes, like who the author was? No. Were they company specific yes. or
2: yes, they okay. were company so specific.
1: Who gave you the tapes?
2: Fran, my girlfriend.
1: All right. Great. So she gave you tapes to listen to, mm-hmm. and that was that was basically the presentation. So what do you remember what she said to you that motivated you? to listen to the tape?
2: Frankly, I don't. It wasn't anything dramatic or particularly exciting, and I don't remember it.
1: All right, that's fine. So you listen to these tapes and and the tape. Do you remember what was on the tape? So specifically what was said about network marketing beyond that how you're going to see was was by helping people. Was there anything else that the tape said? Yeah. Was it Jim?
2: Go it ahead, talked, tell me. It, ta- it talked about geometric progression and that was my first light bulb moment about the whole concept of leverage. How
1: did how did the tape talk about it?
2: This was back in the days of the circles, Richard. So I think it yeah. talked <laughs> about yeah, about you, sponsor three, and you helped those find three and you help those find three and the next thing you know you've got 2187 on your seventh level um right so they gave
1: you basically a four-year career geometric model three who get three who get three who get three who get three three, or four who get four who get four okay awesome is that the first time you'd ever heard that
2: yes all
1: right so I, i know excel eventually failed so we don't want to dwell on your build in excel But just tell me, how many years were you in Excel, and how did you do generally?
2: Here's the thing. At the time, I was just around 50, and I was just starting to think about what am I going to do in retirement if I don't want to keep counseling forever. So I put myself on the 10-year plan, not the four-year plan, the 10-year plan, I thought, you know, if I just do a little bit and be consistent, by the time I'm 60, I will have a nice business built up. That was my, my mindset, and that's what yeah. I started to do. So I got about partway into it, things were going okay, and the next thing you know, boom, company's gone
1: yeah so you know speak to that, Judy, because whether it's a company going out of business or you know a company changes their comp plan or their company changes their product line or their packaging, or you know maybe the CEO gets fired and a new CEO quits and they have a new CEO or maybe a company gets sold, you know there's all kinds of events in business that disrupt the comfort of the sales leaders or members and that causes a lot of people to quit. You know, they go, Oh my gosh, you know, if you're going to change the product, I can't do this anymore. If you're going to change the comp plan, that's not fair. You know, oh my gosh, I love the CEO so much and now there's a new CEO. Right. There's no way I can continue on. So you went through the worst thing that can happen. Indeed. The whole company. The whole company went out of business. What What did you say to yourself that led you to start over in a new company?
2: Honestly, I was so dispirited and, and frankly, scared because my retirement plan had just crashed and burned, and I wasn't sure what to do and of course I had different people trying to talk to me about other companies and none of them none of them felt right for me and I was I went into depression to be honest with you and I didn't know what to do and I was literally Richard literally praying for a solution because And how like, long were
1: you in this funk? October
2: 3 months 90
1: okay, days Okay good and, 90 and days. who
2: showed who showed
1: up to lead you out of it?
2: The phone rang one night out of the blue, and it was a gentleman that was an amazing trainer in Excel in Phoenix that I used to drive 100 miles one way every month to listen to his trainings. And he, and I, but I was not on his team. And here he was calling me. So... I was shocked. And, of course, I wanted to hear what he had to say. And here's literally what he said. He said, Judy, I found this little company. Nobody's ever heard of it, but I think it's going to be big. That was it. Well, And and then he walked me through the product over the phone.
1: Yep. Okay.
2: So he'd already
1: built a great relationship with you, and you admired him. You trusted him.
2: That's right. Wouldn't have
1: really? Wouldn't it really matter what he said?
2: Actually, I was also very aware after Excel that I wanted a product that was more right for me, my my values, my my lifestyle, and yep. he had it.
1: Right. So, okay, so tell us uh Judy about your ten year plan. Tell us about the ten year career because um, one of the things I just so love about your like I'm just looking at all your stats, and you know you've been personally enrolling one to two people a month for twelve years and right. you know that that didn't give you a lightning start so i, I don't know let's see where where, where are you at at the end of at the end of four years. Um, you had four thousand people on your team, right? Uh, I don't know how much income that is in network marketing and, and in send out cards, but four thousand people is a lot of people. That you know that had to have you in uh, deep into six figures, didn't
2: it? Yes, a actually, year. Yes, and it, I'm just so grateful that it's worked out the way it has, and I have learned a couple of key concepts from Jordan and other network marketers, but mainly from Jordan. And those concepts have kept me going all this time. And, and all of them have to do with focusing on the big picture and the numbers.
1: Tell us about
2: it. Okay.
1: Like drill down on those. Tell us about first the big picture. What do you mean by that?
2: The big picture is this. Network marketing, in my opinion, is a journey. It's like you're going down this road, and your goals and your dreams are your destination. But some people get there faster. Some people get there slower. That's okay. The point is you want to get there. And there's lots of detours, ups and downs, things that can throw you off the path. And you've got to stay focused on your goals and your dreams. Um, And I have some other ideas about that. But anyway, um, so what Jordan taught me is that about a third of the people that you sign up are not going to do anything. So expect that. Another third is going to do a little bit. And the third third is going to do more than a little bit. So that's like a third out of, let's say you sponsor 30 people, 10 of them on average are going to do more than a little bit and there's only one out of the 20 to 30 who's going to take off and build a big team now yep. once you know those things then you don't get all disappointed when somebody doesn't do anything or somebody quits after 30 days because oh okay well they were one of the first third
1: yep so, so how did
2: help me so much
1: yep so tell us about, like, um, tell us a story. Who's one of your one people?
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, geez. Well, I, first of all, I was very blessed, got very lucky, that one of the very first people that I sponsored in my new company went on to become a star. I mean, I know that's... Not the norm, but it happened to me, and it can happen to anybody listening to this. So just consider that.
1: Who is that?
2: Her name is Jerry Whaley, and she is a, uh, oh my gosh, she's focused, she's goal-driven, she's amazing, she never stops, and um, she has built a big team. And that was right out of the gate.
1: And how did you know her?
2: Um, She was another psychotherapist in my town, and I met her. I I invited her for lunch. We talked. I introduced this to her. I said, here's something I'm doing. I'm going to build on the side. This is going to be my retirement. And she thought it was a good idea, and she jumped into it.
1: So far I've heard about three psychotherapists. You, your sponsor, and and one of your top leaders. So, what kind of retirement do psychotherapists have?
2: <laughs> Not much. <laughs> we're, we're we're all in private practice, and and so when we stop working, the money stops. Yeah,
1: and do you, do, do psychotherapists make a lot of money? Do they make like four, five, six hundred thousand a year? Uh, no. Oh. No. What does the average psychotherapist with a master's degree earn?
2: You know, to be honest with you, Richard, I don't know anymore because I've I've been out of the profession for over 10 years. But I can tell you this, that again, even though you're your own boss when you're in private practice, so I got that part down, but there's always worrying about where's the next client coming from and you can't go on vacation cuz you lose your income for a week or two weeks and it's it and then you have to fight with insurance company oh, don't even get me started right. so yep. it's just a, it's a huge hassle and um i don't want you to think that all my all my uh people are, are psychotherapists but that was one of them <laughs> right. So, right so um jordan told me or suggested recommended he said judy go where the business people are. They can all use our product. So here's someone who felt extremely uncomfortable talking to quote-unquote strangers outside of my office setting, and I had to grow and change and start going to business networking meetings on Jordan's advice, and that ended up being the main way that I have built my business all these years. I'm a face-to-face person from all the, all my background as a counselor, and that's where I do best. So I get myself in front of other people who I know have a need for what I have, and I create relationships, and I make an appointment to show them the product, and either they are a yes or a no, or a not right now, and I've done that over, and over, and over, and over, and over, and over, and it okay. works.
1: So you're systematic enrolling one to two people a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're familiar, I think, Judy, with ratios. So uh, in order for you to enroll one person, how many people do you need to present Send Out Cards to?
2: Well, I'm glad you asked that because one of the things that's helped me immensely in being a very low-tech person, one of the things I did to create that was I have a blank 8 by 11 sheet of paper that has 100 squares on it. Every time I share my business and product with someone, I write their name and the date. When that thing is filled in, And this is for anybody listening. If you do the same thing, when that thing is filled in with 100 names, you have a team. And when I go back and look at it, the one I'm looking at right now has 87 names on it. And out of the 87 names, there are 30 customers and 17 distributors for a total of 47 out of 87. So that means approximately one out of two does something signs up for something
1: okay so either a customer or distributor so right uh, can you nail the distributor ratio so if you present to three people or four people how many of them are going to actually become a distributor so a customer will of course generate revenue a distributor whatever you call them
2: Mm -hmm.
1: generates uh, leverage and geometric growth because right. they're also thinking about recruiting. So if you present to four people, how many will enroll as somebody who might build a team?
2: I now I'm not good at math, but from what I'm looking at here, it looks like one out of five. Okay,
1: great. So, um, and when you say you have enrolled one to two people a month, are some of those customers? Yes. Okay.
2: So. But most, um, of, them, most of them are distributors. I, I, yeah. Um, my my goal is one to two distributors, and then the rest customers. So maybe maybe you know three customers and one distributor, or something like that. Yeah. So that's got it. four four total. So I would have okay. to present the business eight times. Eight
1: times a month, yeah yep, so that's like you know less than twice a week, so right. tell us about tell us about your day, so you know the next thing is you know asking somebody to look at your business, which is in bliss business, we call that the invite, just mm-hmm. inviting people to take a look, mm-hmm. so uh, how many times do you do that a week, and then let 's dive into. Like, where do you get the people to invite? So like, I'll back up and just sort of give the listening audience like some steps. So step one is to connect with people. So somehow you've got to get someone in your funnel to talk to. Now that might be people you already know. It might be people on social media. It might be people like, like Judy. You said that you meet when you go to these business events. That's where you connect with people. So I want to talk about where and how are you connecting with people, and how many people are you connecting with, and then how do you go about inviting people to take a look at send out cards, so that you can get somebody who will say, yeah, okay, show it to me, and you show it to them, and then you, know, you show it to eight people, and you get you know, a couple of them in the business. So let's talk first about the connection. So, so tell us what is your day, what does your week look like that you're bringing people into that funnel of connecting with them?
2: Okay, I have a goal of two to three networking events a week. Now the Okay, and, and what my, do you mean?
1: What do you mean by a networking event?
2: Um, one is uh, a lunch. Locally, where I'm going to be meeting four to five people, that's tomorrow. Um,
1: Okay, tell us how you got that. So, did you invite people to that lunch, or is that a lunch? So, what kind of lunch is it?
2: It's, It's a system, it's a networking lunch. It's a system that was set up by someone in my town, where you pay... $100, $100, and he has a super computer program that matches you up with people, and you, and you get an email every week saying you're going to this restaurant and you're meeting with these four other people. Okay, so it's
1: like a leads club. It's a Correct. networking club. Correct. All right, so you're paying $100 a month.
2: No, no, one no. time.
1: One time. hmm And then how often do you get to connect with people from that system? Once a week. Phenomenal. That's a great I know. return on investment. Uh, so, I know. We'll t- could how do people find those kind of opportunities in their town?
2: I th- what I would suggest is that people get online and Google networking groups, and then your name of your town. Okay, great.
1: It. Just Google just Google networking groups. Yes. And okay. your town, and then drill down. Maybe make some phone calls. Talk to some people.
2: Yes, and once you start that, then you get, you get uh, ideas from the people you meet. Somebody will say, oh, you know what? There was this great breakfast over at so-and-so. You ought to try it. So then you go there. And then somebody else says, oh, there's a great lunch and learn over in this town down the road. And it's the uh, first Thursday of the month. You ought to check it out. So, try that. And over time, you'll find the ones that resonate best for you.
1: Okay, good. So, uh, tell us about what else you got going on this week. So you got one of those lunches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, let me let me back up. Let me back up and say, uh, ask this. So, who's going to be at that lunch? What kind of people will be there, and how do you connect with them? How like does everybody get a chance to tell their story, what their business is, or how does it work?
2: Yes, we have an hour, and there's no more than five or six people at the most. All right, so will
1: you you get a chance to ask all five or six of those people to look at send-out cards?
2: Frankly, the purpose, in my opinion, Richard, the purpose of the lunch is to generally introduce the concept that I have, but I don't run around to all those five people and try to make appointments at the lunch. I try to generate interest, and then i contact them afterward okay beautiful
1: so that's the connection mm-hmm. so you're you're connecting at the lunch yes and then later you're deciding who and when you will invite them to take a look so beautiful yes. what kind of people will show up to that like what what kind of um you know occupations will show up to that luncheon
2: it could be anything from traditional business person like um, a mortgage person or a realtor. Um, in in Sedona, Arizona, we have a lot of alternative health people like massage therapists and uh, things like that. It could be someone connected to an art gallery. In fact, I have an appointment Friday with someone just like that. Um, it, it, a wide variety, but they're all in business in some form.
1: Okay, I got it. Uh, So tell us about uh, what's the rest of your week look like? Like how else are you connecting with people?
2: Okay. Um, Tomorrow afternoon I'm going to Zoom down to Phoenix, which is, again, 100 miles one way, so it's not something I do all the time. But there's a special event down there. It's, it's, it's a speed networking event. I'm going with one of my team leaders, and I know I'm going to meet probably 30 new people in two hours. So, wow. Yeah, do you pay for that? Oh, I think it was like 25 bucks.
1: Wow. And that, did you also find that? By Googling networking events in your town or Phoenix?
2: Yes, and I got on this email list, and now, you know, I get notice of all these all these upcoming events. So that's that. And then Friday, there's a big um, event breakfast event in Sedona in my town. so so that's my three for the week. Um, now, the other thing is, When you've been in the business for a while, you have a lot of leads who say, this looks good, but not right now. So everyone in network marketing who's been in for a while should have a not now list. And that's a list you can go back to and and revisit your list and recontact these people. For sure. And so about, that's a whole, a whole other group, right?
1: <laughs> right. Well, yeah, especially if you're consistent. So, mm-hmm. yep. like, you have the not now list, and then you also have the no list. hmm And, yep. you know, if you talk to just one person a day for a year, and they all tell you no, going into your second year, you have 365 people on your list that they know who you are, mm-hmm. they know what you're promoting. Mm-hmm. And if you treat them right, they're probably way more open to talking to you than somebody who has no idea who you are or what you do. So I love for people to see their no list mm-hmm. as one of their best lists. And so now you're also bringing in uh, the not now list, which mm-hmm. is, you know, those are, you start following up on all the no's and the not now's. And that's a huge list if you're consistent for a year or two yes, in talking to people.
2: That's right. And, and I want to emphasize that people's situations change on average about every six months. So last year's no could turn around in a heartbeat. You just never know. But it will definitely say a no if you don't stay in touch. And and that brings me, if if you'd like to hear one of my best stories, is one of my team leaders came over to a booth I had at a big um, conference in uh, Phoenix, looked at my product and said, gee, this looks great, but I would never use your product, and walked away. (laughs) He's now one of my best team leaders and also a, a, a dear, dear friend.
1: Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I know you've seen this, Judy, you could, take, you could take everybody at the Send Out Cards, you know, national convention, you know, thousands and thousands of people and ask them, how many of you, when it was first proposed to you that you build an asset income by promoting, uh, you know, greeting and gratitude cards, you know, jumped at the idea? Or how many of you said, absolutely not, I'm not interested, I don't have time, I don't want to bother my friends, I don't want to do network marketing. You know, if there's 5,000 people there, there's probably 4,000 hands that are gonna go up as people who said, absolutely not. right? And they are the best prospects, especially if you treat them right. And exactly. one of the things that we're constantly working on in Bliss Business is teaching people to teach people with honor and respect By being transparent about what we do, being simple and clean about what we do. And when people say no, you know, not arguing with them and, Mm -hmm. you know, categorizing them as stupid or losers or haters and, oh my gosh, you have a J O B just over broke job. What an idiot you are. And, you know, those kind of network marketers are not the bliss business. People, and it's one of the reasons I was excited to interview you is because I, I know you honor people, and, and it's the Send Out Cards way. It's why you were attracted to that company.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so, Richard.
1: <laughs> so tell us, uh, you, you know, you have 12 years, and you have a big team now because you've got all those years of geometric growth under your belt. Tell us about some of the things that you've learned about character and about integrity and about leadership and communication that have served you well as a leader. Cuz you know once you once you get a big team, it's really all about leadership. So I know one of the ways you lead, Judy, is you keep producing. mean it's just so admirable and so brilliant that 12 years into it with a huge team you could totally retire you don't have to keep doing this but you keep doing it and you know I know you keep doing it because you enjoy it but there's probably also a leadership lesson there about you know doing what you're asking your team to do and doing it every day in every way why do you keep producing and what else do you do to lead your team
2: Okay. Um, boy, that's a big question. Why do I keep doing it? I keep <clears throat> doing it, yes, because it's fun, and but there's a deeper reason. Remember, going back to what I said at the beginning, I'm, I'm the one that wants to change the world and leave it a better place and all that happy stuff, and I know there are still people my age, out there, worried, can't sleep at night, praying for a solution just like I was. What am I going to do? I'll never be able to retire. Or maybe they're already retired, and now they've got to choose between paying the mortgage and taking a trip to visit their kids or their grandkids. I don't want them to have to choose. I want them to have a solution where they don't have to choose. Where they can sleep at night. And that's why I keep doing it, because there's more people out there who need to know about what we do.
1: Yeah. So you're you're driven by your vision to contribute and serve people that um don't know how asset income can support them. That's right. Yeah, that's okay, exactly that's right. beautiful. So what that's else the do you why. do? To- what else do you do to lead your team?
2: I think, as you mentioned, communication is key. So I try to stay in touch with the leaders on my team. And I've done – I have this one thing going right now that I really enjoy immensely, and I think it's helping people. Um, it's, it's an accountability call that I do in blocks of Eight, eight weeks or 12 weeks. Right now we have a convention coming up, so I started it as a 11- or 12-week block. And the people who, it's voluntary, of course, but the people who join that group and, and are on the calls every week, they are in action every week. They're signing up customers. They're signing up distributors. Um, we have... Uh, I, I feature them, those people. They're the stars on that weekly call. So if you, if you emailed me, Richard, that you sponsored someone this week, I would be saying, okay, you're going to be the star on our call this week, and we want to hear from you and how you did it and what teaching points you want to have for everyone else listening. So that's been really successful. Um, the other thing that I'm working on right now is we're 60 days out from convention. And I'm already knee-deep in helping people get there, in encouraging people to go, in all the reasons why they should go. Um, And I'm planning, as I do every year, a big team event on site at convention where people from all over the country can actually get together once a year in person, get to know each other, Um, We have a lot of fun. We have food. We have prizes. We have awards um, so that people feel like they belong and that they feel like they're part of something bigger because you and I both know how it is when you're sitting home by yourself because this is a home-based business and it's so easy to say, well, I'm not going to make my calls today. I'll just (laughs) take a walk, watch TV, whatever, but If if you feel like you belong to a team that's counting on you and you're inspired by other stories and other people on the team, then you're much more likely to take action consistently. And that's what I want to give people.
1: Well, you do. Those are great, great concepts. I love the accountability call. Uh, You know, people may not like that word. Uh, You know, we, we tend to call it in Bliss Business now, uh, a championing call where it's not about holding people accountable it's kind of kind of the opposite it's championing people right. who are holding themselves accountable and I can tell from the way you do it it's super positive and and that is so so important because uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know the reason that jordan adler judy's sponsor talk to her about the big picture and the numbers is because you know most people aren't going to do something with this and even the ones that do something with it aren't going to do much with it and the reason for that though is what fascinates judy and i the reason for it is not because they don't want to it's not that people don't want an asset income i mean who doesn't want some company from Salt Lake City or Phoenix or wherever the company is, sending them a check for $1,000 a month for the rest of their life or $5,000 a month for the rest of their life. Everybody wants that. So why don't people do it? Well, there's a lot of reasons motivation, education. They don't really understand it that well. But, you know, a broad brush reason why people don't do it is very few people were raised to be self-motivated entrepreneurs we were raised most of us in the culture of you know the way you make money is choose a job and show up every day mm-hmm. and and if you show up you get paid if you don't show up you get fired and then you know so somebody joins a business like ours and you know there's no place you have to show up every day there's not a building to go to. Nobody checks you in. There's no time card. Uh, you only get paid if you produce, and and then you know the most of the activities in producing, which is you know you're out talking to people. Most people say no. So you'd be like you know if you were a Walmart greeter and Walmart said you know um, the only way you're going to make any money is when people walk into Walmart. Uh, you welcome them, and, you know, they come in with a smile, and what if most people who walked in the front door, you said, welcome to Walmart, they sneered at you and turned around and walked out, and so you're not getting paid, (laughs) I mean, that's kind of how it feels for network marketers, is most people they talk to say no, and they only get paid if people say yes, and, so this whole accountability championing concept is so vital because it gives people structure, It gives people a place to show up to work, it gives people a place to show up to be recognized for doing the work. And, and it gives people leadership, it gives people a home. And so I acknowledge you Judy for doing that call. That's a real power Leadership move, and any of you that are listening to this, if you're a leader, if you've got a team, whether there's you know 10 people on it, or 100, or 1,000 people on it, instituting the culture of you know having people create a plan what do they want to do, how many people do they need to talk to, how many presentations do they need to do, how many people do they want to enroll every month, and then having people have a place to actually show up where they can be championed for doing it uh and you're tracking all of that and they're tracking it so they actually have their stats and they know what how they're doing on the plan you know how do you get from LA to New York if you don't keep track of your progress you don't you right. you get off track and you get lost so hats off to you girl for doing that hey Thank we're you. uh can you can you believe we've been almost talking for an hour, you've, wow. you've nailed an hour long hero call. Um, I want to ask you one other question. And um, then I'm going to flip this and let you ask me a question. And my qu- last question to you is, I know that send out cars is a long time uh, incorporator of the four year career. As Jordan's often featured in the four year career. I'm curious how you have used that to your that book and that concept to your benefit in inspiring your team
2: well number 1 i think it's a fantastic book to help in recruiting in personal recruiting and um, sharing that idea with my team because again as you and i both know many people have a uh, not a valid understanding about what network marketing is. They heard about it from their Uncle Bob, and and, and it's got a negative connotation. This explains exactly what it is and what it isn't, and I think that's extremely helpful. Um, The other thing that I did is um, because my company has an online store, gift store, And part of that store is a book section. I wasted no time in um, talking my. um, Let's just say I wasted no time in getting the book featured in the store. Right. So
1: so now you can send it
2: with a card. Correct. That's right. And I know it's working because I just got a notice Friday from the head of the gifting department that he was running out of the four-year career for women, and he needs another shipment. So I have that in the front seat of my car, ready to mail as soon as we hang up.
1: (laughs) That's awesome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I have an unsolicited uh, testimonial. I just got an incredible text from one of my leaders about the book, and uh, so it's working.
1: Wow, would you send that to me?
2: I would be happy to if you still let me know where to send it. I will. Okay. Uh, all right, so as we wrap this up, Judy, uh let's flip
1: it. What do you want to ask me that 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 applies to, you know, maybe let's position it this way. Let's assume your entire team is listening to this hero call. And how could I contribute to them? What would be the question that you would ask me that would contribute to them? Yeah, you're on the spot. You are on you the get
2: spot.
1: No advance notice.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot, Richard.
1: Trust uh-huh. your intuition. What's the question? Don't what? judge it. Don't judge it. Don't, it. judge it. Don't judge it.
2: See, I'm such a believer in inspiration. When people are inspired, they go out and and work. And it's just a matter of staying inspired. How do you keep your team inspired? Well,
1: there you go. Um, Well, simple ways. Like, there's no rocket science to that. It's pretty simple. Uh, Recognition is probably the number one way to inspire people is to celebrate their every win. Um, so you know when people advance, um, when people get in, you know just just enrolling on the team, that's a big decision for people. And you know what they normally get is some kind of company kit or something, but that doesn't really celebrate their courage and their vision, so, you know, we send them a book and celebrate, you know, congratulations, thank you for trusting us. Um, we we celebrate every win along the way. The first time they advance, they get something else from us. The second time they advance, you know, up through the ranks, they get something from us. Every time they do something. Um, you know, we have a Facebook group and Uh, Probably one of the the coolest cultures I love in that Facebook group is uh, every time anyone enrolls a new sales leader, a new distributor, somebody who has the intention of building a team, they introduce all of us to that new person in the Facebook group with a picture, and who are they? So, I mean, there's thousands of people in there, but… The new person gets celebrated because Mm -hmm. they see that they're welcomed to this new family. And then they see all these comments, you know, welcome to the team, welcome to the team, congratulations, love having you. So the sponsor feels edified and celebrated because they brought somebody new onto the team. The new member feels edified and celebrated because they get all these people hugging them and slapping them on the back and welcoming them to the team and it it's a it's a tool it's a system that creates and expresses our culture of gratitude and family and and recognition. Uh another way we inspire our team is you know th- those are all what I would call external systems for inspiration. That's when we that would be Kimmy and I you know, we're doing something to inspire somebody. We're we're being the motivator. What I believe most in is teaching people how to motivate and inspire themselves. And so I wrote the book 25 years ago, Mach 2, The Art of Personal Vision and Self-Motivation. And I wrote that book, Judy, because I learned in studying human nature and studying the numbers of network marketing, that the difference between the people who succeeded and the people who didn't was motivation. It wasn't training, it wasn't skills. Skills and, you know, training and skills and and knowledge and all that kind of stuff is important, but the people who are motivated go get the skills. The missing wasn't the skills, the missing was the motivation to go get the skills. And, it, and it's even like, you know, you know, some people say, well, not everyone can do this. Uh, you know, I don't believe that at all. I think we can all do this business and we can do it very successfully. You know, you've probably heard my little analogy that if your company paid you $500 for everybody you talked to, but you had to talk to one person a day, could you do it? could you perform on that contract? And all of a sudden everybody goes, well, yes, of course. And then you ask, well, who would you talk to? You know, which is always, a for the training and skills crowd, that's always a really big issue. You know, Teach me who to talk to. And if you offer somebody 500 bucks for everybody they talk to, and you ask them well, who would you talk to, They all of a sudden they know who to talk to. And then, well, what would you say to the person? It's one of the reasons I ask in all these interviews, what did your sponsor say to have you take a look? Because what I've noticed is that sponsors never say anything that's textbook correct Mm -hmm. to get people to take a look. You know, so all of the skills and training that everybody's done for 50 years, say this, ask this, do this, this is you know, if you ask a 1000 people who are making, you know, 10 grand a month in network marketing, what did your sponsor say to get you to take a look? You're going to get 10,000 lousy answers.
2: Mhm.
1: You know, what what did yours say? Or what did Jordan what did Jordan say? Oh, I think this company's going to be really big. Oh, wow, Jordan. You know, let's do a whole training about, you know, <laughs> what well, you know, let's send everybody out to talk to their friends about, you know, tell them your company is going to be really big. What a power move that is. Super brilliant. I mean, Jordan, Jordan would never tell anybody to do that. But yet, it doesn't matter. If you're motivated, you just say something, and, and you say it to the right person, you say it to enough people, and you know, then they have this big thing about, well, you know, what do you do if people say no? Oh, my gosh, I'm going to quit. But for 500 bucks a head, you don't care if people say no or not. So what that proved to me, Judy, is when people are motivated, they know exactly how to do this business. And they will do it. They can do it. And so the question is, how do you motivate people? Well, you can motivate them with recognition and contests and, you know, ranks in the company and maybe money and, you can motivate people with that, but the more powerful way to motivate people takes us right back to the beginning of this call when I asked you, why do you continue to offer this opportunity to people every day when you don't have to, when you've built your career, you've got an extraordinary asset income? And your answer was came from your vision. Your answer was because there are so many people left out there that they don't know how network marketing can support them financially in their retirement in their golden years. And kind of your passion, your niche is the baby boomers. And because they're, they're coming up on it. And you know, it's gonna take them four or five or six years to build a network that protects them and supports them in retirement. And you have a sense of urgency about that. You wanna serve them. You wanna connect with them. That's your vision and your vision is your vision is what motivates you so you don't need contests you don't need me or jordan or anybody else celebrating your every success you don't need to advance to a new rank you would do it whether you got paid to do it or not and that's intrinsic internal motivation and so what we do through Mach 2 and a Bliss Life workshops and our retreats is we teach people to discover for themselves what is the reason why you would do the work, be the ambassador, share your product, share your opportunity um, for, for no compensation. What is your passion? What do you want to create? And sometimes money is part of that. Vision, which is fine, but you've got to figure out what is your reason for doing this long term? Why, why would you love it? And when people discover that, they go to work and they work through the adversities, they work through the worry, they work through the setbacks, they work through the challenges, because, like Jordan taught you early on, it's all about the big picture. And when you have the big picture, you do the work and you do and when you do the work it pays off. And so that's how we that's how we do it. We don't leave it up to contests. We do recognition, we do contests, but we don't leave it there. Our mission is to teach people to be ambassadors for the work of vision and self-motivation, card-carrying visionaries, if you will. So that they don't need for the company or their upline to motivate them. They are the motivators. And that's what inspires other people to do the same.
2: Wow. That was a great answer. Thank you so much. I love it. And I couldn't agree more.
1: Well, you know what they say. Maybe I say it. If you're getting the wrong answers, you're asking the wrong questions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You want the right answer, ask the right questions. Great question. Judy, I so appreciate you. It's been too long since I've got to give you a hug, and um, I don't know where that will happen down the road, but thank you so much for joining us. And I know people all over the world, both today, listening to this, a year from now, 10 years from now, you're gonna change people's lives. If you just change one life, it is for sure, Worth the hour. So, thank you so much for sharing your heart, sharing your your track record, sharing your philosophies and your vision.
2: Thank you for asking me. It was such a pleasure and an honor, and I'm just so grateful to be included in this. Thank you so much. You bet, Judy. Hey, okay. everybody.
1: Good night. Thank you for joining us. Share this with anybody you think that it will benefit. Over and out.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes podcast. If you are inspired and are ready to create your own success story, then it is time to take advantage of some of the top network marketing tools available. Pick up the top recruiting tool that has prospects saying yes, the four-year career and the four-year career for women. Get your mindset right. Without a clear vision, success is lost. Check out the best-selling book on vision, Mach 2 With Your Hair on Fire. Learn to think like a successful person with this step-by-step guide on how to break through your self-imposed limitations. Mach 2 Vision Training is a 90-minute, four-part video training where you get Richard to walk you through crafting your vision. It's a must for anyone looking to step outside the box and hit the ground running. For 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. This success story is not typical. It is meant to inspire you and show you what's possible. It is not what you should expect to accomplish. Your income will depend entirely on you, your commitment, your work ethic, your leadership, and your ability to acquire customers and inspire sales leaders to join your team. Most people who start off intending to build a sales team do not maintain their motivation to continue.